so much appeal. A great place to get a seafood meal. Miami. Miami. Picture at Los Angeles, 2017. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you will ever need to listen to. I'm H. Allen Scott. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we watch an episode of the Golden Girls and then we talk about it. And we just watched season five, episode seven, Not Another Monday. A.K.A. the suicide episode. The suicide episode, which aired on November 11th, 1989, and was a heavy episode. Uh, I I need an antidepressant or like a glass of Chardonnay. Mm -hmm. Something. Maybe both. Why not both? Mix both. I don't know if you're supposed to. It's probably mix dangerous. Them, right? Yeah. Don't like, really know. Probably says it on the bottle. I could probably go. I don't keep the bottles. I put them in cute bottles. That's good. <laughs> um, for a second, upon seeing this episode, you almost forget that it's such a downer because it literally opens with Rose putting a cloth, putting a diaper, cloth diaper on diaper a raw turkey. On a turkey, which screams of salmonella. It really does. Yeah, it just seems like a she, very bad idea. She definitely doesn't wash her hands. No, not after at all. she touches it. <laughs> not at all. Which the women also didn't wash their hands when they were cooking I mean, the I'm not turkey, a, the chicken for that big wedding. You remember, gonna roast a chicken. It's true. Also didn't wash their hands. I mean, I'm not a continuity expert. Like, I don't care about, like, the, the small things as much as you do, but... Salmonella is a silent killer. I mean, Rose <laughs> goes from touching a raw turkey to opening a door and taking a baby. Like, <laughs> no wonder that baby got fucking sick. That's a really good catch. You're right. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. I think that's why. Also, did you notice that all the women say diaper? They say diaper. Diaper. It's like the maestro diaper. of maestro. Maestro. <laughs> They say diet, diet. We're like, we just dived into this. There's no ketchup. There's nothing. I love it. The episode. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There was no lead up or anything. There was no like, so what's chicken like for you? <laughs> it's yeah. just like, just we're just starting. Diving right we're in. Just doing it. Um, so Sophia and her friend Martha come back from a funeral. Their friend, Martha's best friend, Lydia, has died. Because it's Tuesday. Right, because it's Tuesday. <laughs> Someone died. Someone died. Um, and Martha is played by an actress, Geraldine Fitzgerald, who... Previously on the season the season four finale, I believe, or maybe three, um, Mother's Day episode, where she was the woman in the train station. You're right. Rose met. Yeah. She was the woman in the train station. It was station. one of the finales. It was a flashback episode. Um, she was an actress, um, Geraldine Fitzgerald. She passed away in 2005 at the age of 91. 91. Um, but she, I mean, she was in Wuthering Heights. She oh. was in Dark Victory, Arthur. She had a long career. She was in career. Dark Victory? Mm-hmm. That's a Betty Davis classic. Mm-hmm. She played Anne King. Um, wow. She stopped acting shortly after the Golden Girls in 1991. Okay. Um, but I I liked her in this episode. She had sort of like one of those old Hollywood kind of British, had, not British accents. Yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. She was just like, it's hard getting older and I don't want to see another day. Yeah. It felt like everything she great said. That did. was really good. You, you don't often no. try to do impressions. But I can do I can do women. a great I can do a great old Hollywood accent. That's sort of like that and a radio announcer. Like I'm really good at the I do there's this there's this great comedian who we should have on the podcast, Jackie Monahan, who um 
has this joke that every time I see her perform, I beg of her to do, speaking mm-hmm. of Hollywood voices, where she goes, I'm just going to steal the joke, but I'm going to tell her right now, guys, you all need to go check out Jackie Monahan because she's really funny. But um, uh, she does like, do you guys like impressions? Do you guys like impressions? She says, this is Catherine Hepburn singing Guns N' Roses. <laughs> she, she puts her hands to her cheek like Catherine Hepburn would, and she goes, where do you go now? Where do you go? Where do you go now? I, 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 I. That's really funny. It's so funny. That's. I, but I do that accent really well. Yeah, yeah, you do it really well. Maybe Thank you guys you. should have like a two-person sh- like musical show. No, probably you not. Think so? Probably okay. I can't sing. All right. Um, <laughs> So, uh, so, you know, as we said, Rose diapers the chicken and then immediately, um, gets a baby, uh, these, this like young couple, they're going camping for the weekend and they drop off their baby. Um, the husband, um, so they, they push the baby on one of those like huge, like buggies, I guess, buggy thingies, rollers and strollers, stroller. Yeah. A a stroller, a buggy, a A buggy. buggy? You just called a stroller, a buggy as if it was 1898 and the child deserved a buggy. There is a difference between a stroller and one of those and a sort of a buggy because they're, they're, they're different. A stroller, you know, it's one of the old school ones like in, um, oh gosh, I can't think of anything. You know, there, there. It's people it's people call it a stroller. No, but it has another <laughs> name. Oh, I'll it's think okay. of it. Like the like in I, I want to say Mary Poppins, but I don't know why. Um, that's not right. Anyway, the husband, his. If you just watch him in this scene, he's like, he's like, yeah, we're really excited. We're going to have a weekend alone in the woods. And I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna murder her. Oh, you went there. See, I think of anal. I went there. I think. Okay. I, I think they're they're getting in that camp. Or that that tent, and they are just like, oh, you know, you promised me before the kid was born that we were going to have anal. And she's all like, God, you're right. I have to do that. And then they do it. Okay. So that's what that weekend was like for them. I feel like when couples go away, especially when they go to isolated places, yeah, sometimes it means murder. But other times it means doing sexual activity that you wouldn't normally do at home. I was also surprised that they used a real baby for most of the episode. Well, well, no, no, if you think about it, they they we only actually actually saw the real baby twice. No, we saw the real baby throughout through whole scenes. You mean like with 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 Like uh, not a doll. Like the baby was wrapped up, but we they were holding a real child. How do you know child. it was real? Because the baby was facing the camera and it was squirming and moving. The real they used the real baby. Interesting. For the only time it wasn't I just assumed a real the, baby was when it was actually in its little stroller or buggy because yeah. you couldn't see it. Yeah. I was very surprised because babies are really hard to deal with. And especially they're shooting in front of a live studio audience. The baby could get fussy. It could cry. It could die. It could. Well, <laughs> this episode made you go dark. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's a dark episode. Um, Wouldn't I'm, that be horrible? Yes. <laughs> I mean, maybe there's a chance that, you know, they were like some sort of magical set of Olsen baby twins where they were very well behaved. It probably was twins. You're probably right. It probably was. Because most often when they use children, it's twins. For regulars. Like when like regulars on shows. Like like the Olsen twins who were they were regular cast members. Um it all depends, I think, on how long you need to have the baby for. There are also rules on how long babies are allowed to work, obviously. Um anyway, I was very surprised that they used a real baby. I was like, wow. The girls are gonna watch this baby. Uh, while the couple are doing anal in the woods. And, and they don't know if it's a boy or a girl. They don't know if it's a boy or a girl. And there's this 
really old school setup of figuring out if it's a boy or a girl. Not so much figuring out if it's a boy or a girl, but it's like they had this little bit back and forth. It was kind of blech to me. Um, and then, you know, there's a funny bit about like changing the diaper so you can see if he can see his winky. And then they pull down the diaper and a stream of urine shoots up at them. And it's like, there's no way it would be that high, by the way. I mean, well, okay, regardless of I don't that, have a baby. It's, it's so a I'm cheesy say, joke. It's a uh, cheesy joke. Actually, I'm going to ask the mothers out there yeah. when you watch this episode. A, does a baby lying down, will a stream of pee go that high in the air? Because it goes think, like up over the girl's head. I've seen baby boys. I've changed many a baby boy's diapers. No one has actually peed on me, but I've seen a baby boy pee. And and it, it gets, it's a heavy stream. We're also talking about a baby that's lying down. Yeah. Who's well, peeing but straight up into the air the like a giant fountain. The dick isn't going down. Like the baby dick is sticking straight up. Right. Right, but that's got to be some force to be pushing that out to make it go that yes, high. you're right. It was like a super soaker gun. Regardless, it's a cheesy as fuck joke that's been done a million anyway, different ways. moms out there, dads out there with baby boys, tell us if you think the pee could have gone that Gender high. Gender binary parents out there. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, um... So this is now where, so now the, I mean, from here on out, it's, we're going downhill. We're going dark. Well, you mean with Sophia's storyline? Yeah. Yes. I mean, it is, it's very dark. So Sophia shows up. It's cute when she shows up at the bar to meet with her friend. She flirts she with flirts the Mater D. With the Mater D and he like picks her up and puts her on the Him chair and stuff. picking her up and putting her on the stool. Like when she puts her arms straight up it's in the great. air. It's, it's really, it's really, really cute. She like, after, after he says something nice to her, she's like. If we were in Italy, if we were in Sicily, you wouldn't have lips right now. <laughs> which is Sophia would which is a great. I'm going to use off. that line after. You have lips I'm not right going to say. Yeah, I'm going to say if we were in Italy right now, you wouldn't have lips. Yeah, because like that's a fun, Damn. cute line. All I don't right. have any excuse to use that line, but yeah. Uh, so Sophia is meeting Martha. Yes. for dinner, and Martha is drinking and she is eating. Her cholesterol is off the hook. Like she is doing. She looks good. She bought a new outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, but she tells Sophia that she has a ton of health problems and and she's afraid of the pain of dying. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and the way that she says this, she asks Sophia if she'll come over to her house tomorrow night. And Sophia's like, why is it your birthday? And she's like, no, 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 there will be no more birthdays. Yeah. But she goes, no, I want you to be there when I kill myself. And it's so jarring how it's a little bit of a line that I don't think, I mean, maybe someone would use because I mean, let's be real. Like uh, assisted suicide is a very, very real thing. Mm -hmm. And it is, Many states have taken it up as a as a legal right for people. Other states have not. It's a very controversial issue, mm-hmm. uh, and opinions on it vary greatly. Um, and I mean, you know, it's not uncommon for a situation like this to happen. Oh, I don't of course. Think. Like, I mean, I don't have any data on it, but I have a feeling that if you get to a point where, like, you're you're at a disease level that's never going to get your terminal, or you know, you're elderly and things are just going in a direction that isn't good for you either financially oftentimes that's usually an indication of, of suicide or um, medically. Yeah. You would ask your friend to help and it's, it's really, it's really heavy and I don't know what I think about it. Like, I mean, I think fundamentally deep down, I think that if I feel like people should have the right to decide based upon also medical advice about how, how, 
sort of well off they are mm-hmm, and right. where they're at. Right, right. And come to a decision amongst professionals and personally where you decide if things aren't going to actually get better for you. Right. I would rather not feel that pain. But she doesn't seem like she's in that much pain. No, it's it's the it's more of a fear it's the based not thing. knowing. It's fear based, right? And the thing about this is, like from Martha's perspective, I understand her not wanting to be alone when she does it. At the same time, like that's that's so much to ask of a friend. You're putting so well, course, much yeah. on a friend. You are. You putting, know what I mean? Like, I mean, regardless. Regardless, I mean, you could just do it yourself, and that I'm, I'm sure many, many, many people do that. But, um, you know, you don't, you don't want to like put anybody else out. And if you do have a friend involved, then at least that person can mitigate some of the things that could make a really bad situation turn really, really bad in terms of like, you know, no one checking in on her for weeks on end. Mm-hmm. And there's a problem. You know what I mean? It, it affects other members in the apartment building. It affects, it's just, it could, if someone's there to report it, to help out with it, to, you know what I mean? It's. Yeah. I mean, it's like, not to get yeah. into like the nitty gritty of it. Cause obvious, I mean. It's I, a heavy role know. for Sophia it's, to play. It's a heavy role. It's, it's yeah, it's heavy. Um, and uh, just to skip ahead a little bit, since this is because also that wasn't the act break scene, which I was like, huh? Like this, this is a very big act break moment. You usually end an act break on yeah, like yeah. A, on a whoa, whoa. But anyway, but uh, she basically tells Sophia that, you know, um, she doesn't want to suffer like Lydia did. And she's going to take the pills and she wants to be there. She wants Sophia to be there to hold her hand. And then the, the hard part that she puts Sophia in, and this is actually the act break, she tells Sophia I'm going to do it with or without you. Yeah. Which yeah. puts Sophie in an even harder position. Well, of she's course. Like, but when you're in that kind of headspace where you're going to be doing something as drastic as take your own life, then you're not thinking rationally in terms of how you're treating others. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's, it's understandable. I think it's very realistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not so much in how she said it, but like in terms of the situation that Sophia has been put in, I think that's probably a very realistic situation to be put in. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, we will, we'll, we'll, we'll go back to the B story well, to get just so it's, it's a, it's a little and bit they're cutting the, scene, the, the episodes cut in a weird way where they bounce back and forth a lot between these two storylines that there's no sort of cohesive sort of traditional storytelling. This is a, this is an untraditional story layout of an episode. Um, I don't think it is. You don't think so? I don't think so. I think it's just because one is so dark. And I mean, they, they split up the, the Martha and Rose restaurant scene into two different scenes, which isn't totally crazy, but um, it's just that one's so dark and one's so like, not dark. Um, well, the ladies are dealing with a big problem of their own. Right, because the baby has a fever. <laughs> oh, my God. What are they going to do? It's like they've never had a child around. I know. Well, it's funny. It kind of reminds me of the time, remember, when the three women had to watch the baby after, like, the charity run, and yeah. they were afraid the parents weren't coming back, and they yeah, were going yeah. to adopt it. It's like, it's like this that. all over again. Yeah. Um, uh, but the baby has a... They're trying to see if the baby has a fever, and it's so funny because this, this goes back to my childhood where... Um, you know, we used to have the, they, you know, we didn't have a digital thermometer when I was a kid. So when they would take our temperature, it's the, it's the stick yeah, with yeah. like the mercury and the yeah. letter, the numbers that are hard to read. And I remember my parents always having a hard time reading it. And it's so funny because Blanche can't read it. She's like, Oh, this thing. So even with perfect vision, you can't read it. And I'm like, it just takes me back to my childhood. Yeah. Those things were so hard to read because 
it's on such a tiny surface and you yeah. have to like every time you you turn the thermometer it like the size of the number changes and it warps and yeah i'm sure a lot of listeners out there what can i was relate. thinking was it like it probably the fact that they when the child has a fever like to us if, if children now have a fever, you don't have a doctor that's just sort of you can call. That's a very old school thing. That you right. can just call your doctor. You can call an, uh, the service line and then have them contact your physician. But, right. um, but to have sort of like... Like the house calls. House calls don't yeah. really exist in most situations these days. And it's very much an outdated thing that probably did exist when they were raising children. And so it would I would have found it funny if the girls would have commented on like you know, the change in times of mm-hmm. how different it is to have a house call and to try to, to just the, the annoyance of getting a doctor. Right. Cause like nowadays it's like your kid's sick. If you're really concerned, you take them to the emergency room. Right. But, right. um, but for the most part you, you, you sit through a fever. Yeah. And know? luckily the baby's, um, Frank's, the baby's name is Frank. Yeah. The yeah. baby's name is Frank. Uh, luckily, his physician is Dr. Harry Weston from Just lives down the street. And Fran, she, if she could get a Woody, she would because she was getting ready for Frank or for, for Harry. Blanche, and, and you brought this up, I think, like last episode or maybe even before that, where Blanche is thirsty. Like that is she, Blanche's this, running thing for a lot of like For the last few seasons, seasons, she is just horny. And not so much because in the other seasons, she actually got some. Whereas these seasons, it's like she's always on the pursuit. Always right. on the pursuit. And so she puts on what I can only describe as like a pink princess sheer negligee. Beautiful. She, and she has like these crystal earrings. Beautiful. And she says she the earrings so are for the kid sexy. because they like dangly things. Right. Yeah. And the way that she treats like the baby um like the harry knocks on the door and and she's like oh no wait 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 don't open the door like give me that thing and she takes the baby and um she goes how do i look and dorothy goes it's all wrong blanche the baby doesn't match your shoes (laughs) blanche using a baby to seduce a man we will later see when she does the same thing with her granddaughter aurora that would never work for me what? A gay man would look at me with a child and run the opposite way. Why? Because it's like not, they don't want to deal with a kid. Why? Because they don't. They don't like most, I mean, most gay dudes are like, I don't even want kids. Like it's no. You th- most gay men don't want kids? I would, I think that's probably a fair statement. Yeah. Most, they are, they, <laughs> they, they do, but not in terms of a single, like most gay men don't meet men with children. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's a, a difficult thing to do. Right. Uh, so the fact that, that if I try to use a child, <laughs> Fraser is loving to attack Gary. The fact that we're having Fraser uh, and I, our relationship is getting very complicated. He just wants you to pay attention to him and touch him, and you aren't, and that's why he's lash not lashing out. He's like, no, I'm gonna, he's, I'm gonna play nip you. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he has a moment with you, and he is looking at you. Yeah, give him love. Ah, he Don't, wants to play. Well, he's going to scratch If you're me. so, like, if you're pulling back, yeah, he's thinking you're going to play. Just go in and pet him. Just touch him. There, see? Okay. But no, you actually have to. I did. I pet him on the top of his head. Let's you move on. You have to keep on. petting him. Look, that's what you got to do. You're petting him. You're doing a really good job. Oh, guys. Teach Carrie how to deal with a cat. Um, so uh, your, your sister or someone commented that you are ho- notoriously horrible with cats. I am. Yes. I don't. But yeah. We, 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 had, we used to take in strays when I was a kid and I would go to pet them. And I don't know if like the... I don't know if they just like sense my If you're pulling anxiety. back and forth, they think you're playing. Well, but I only pull back because his paws start to come up. Like he might scratch me. 
<laughs> this is exactly wow. what my sister was talking about. Yes, and I completely see it 100%. Cats don't... I don't trust cats, and so therefore they fuck with me. They... I don't know. I've always had a thing with cats. See, look at him. I, I like that. If you told me if you told me that he didn't have any claws, that he was declawed, which I wouldn't want him to be declawed. See, look at him. If you told me that he didn't have any claws and that he would not bite me, because cat's bites are very poisonous. You can get sepsis. Oh my god. <laughs> he's when he does bite you, he's not actually biting you. Right. It's like a nip. Yeah, right. He's not breaking skin. And he knows that. Cats know that. But you have, you've built trust with him. You feed him. You rescued him. <laughs> can we stop talking about... Yes, can we, we talk can. about the episode? Sure, yes. Okay. I'm feeling... So you're feeling very vulnerable right now? I'm feeling uh, like this is something maybe I should work out. Me and Frazier should work out on our own time. You should. You should. But I'm sure our community of listeners will support But wait. But you. we were... We literally went on a tangent and then went on a tangent off of that tangent. Yes. I want to go back to this for one second. So imagine there's a gay man out there who's like... I want to be able to adopt a kid someday. Yeah. You know, adoption in general is a very long process and I think can and take expensive. a long time for anyone and yeah. expensive. So he meets you, yeah. right? You're a guy who A, is a single dude with a baby, which means you've got your shit together to the point where like you were able to get through that process yeah. and somebody gave you a baby as a single gay man, which is amazing. And then he's like, on top of that, so A, you've got your shit together. And then B, he's like, and look at this, this is a guy that already has a kid I'm not going to have to go through all that. I've already got one. Yeah. Right? That's very sexy. Well, two, like, three men. Well, my point is let's that, like, meet those three men yeah, and get you a and, baby. Go ahead and find them, please. <laughs> I, I encourage you to go ahead and find them. All I right. I have been searching. So um, Harry comes over. Harry comes over. Every, it's the, you know, she's, she's, Harry's, like, comes and sees Blanche, and she's like, Blanche, that, that, that nightgown, it's just whatever. And then uh, Blanche and he goes, is, what do you call it? And she goes, a negligee and it's very like mm-hmm. and he's like it reminds me of something my mother wore <laughs> yeah. and literally Blanche is like take the kid yeah like just walks away like she's done with it and now. so they sit down on the couch and Blanche sits down on the chair and like reclines and puts her yeah. leg up and I'm like Blanche she like, is come ready on. for it it's so like come on Blanche obvious oh Jesus it's, great, though. it's like have a little like come on like no. give him a little mystery put it out there be so, forward so Harry is says that the baby has a an ear infection. He gets them regularly. He's given this medication. Fine. He leaves. The baby can't sleep. Yeah. And oh, I I forgot this was this episode. I know. And so uh, Rose is like, you know, we should just sing to it or whatever. And I forget how she sets it up. And she, they all then agree to sing. And then Rose to sing just, Mr. Sandman. Well, they, she doesn't say that. Yes, she does. Oh, does she? Yes, she says oh. that she, they should use the sing in Saint Olaf. Oh, I see. I think it would have been cute if she hadn't. Said she that. didn't. She said that they sing Mr. Sandman, which I, is why that, when she does the boom, the women all know what to sing. I but I feel like that would be funnier if she just went boom and they just knew it. You know what I mean? Like that would yeah. be funny. Um, she goes boom. And then they all start doing it. And, and, and you know what? Since this is such a emotional downer of an episode, I mean, it's <gasps> raining. Today's Monday. I think maybe we should give everybody a little treat and, and, and play Mr. Sandman. Here we go. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> well, well, what? After my boom comes your boom, and then yours until we're all booming. <laughs> How complicated is that herring thing? Boom, 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 boom,
Stink. That so was good. oh my god. I love uh, the way first of all god. Dorothy is so serious and focused about it. Yes. When she does that, there is not a lick of humor in boom, it. Boom, boom, boom. Dorothy just knows like I'm a bass. I'm gonna do the yes. Yeah. It's amazing. Um the song Mr. Sandman will always remind me of the John Waters movie Crybaby. Oh interesting. I auditioned for that. I tried to at least. Wait, what? Uh-huh, For was, the part of one of Ricky Lake's kids? Yes, oh, I was living in fun. I was living in Baltimore, and I begged my stepmother. I begged her. I was like, "You gotta let me go audition for this. I want to be famous. I love John Waters." And wait, uh, you love John Waters as a child? I love hairspray. Okay, I was obsessed with hairspray, which came out right, right years yeah. before. And uh, and uh, so she was like, "I don't know. I don't know about that. It's a very far drive. I don't know about that." And so then. She watched some John Waters films, specifically Pink Flamingos. And she was like, we're not going to that audition. (laughs) We're not doing it. So, fuck you, Linda. You could have been. No. (laughs) No, she needs. She was a drunk. Oh, geez. Don't know where she is now. I've heard rumors. Well, you could have. <laughs> They've divorced. I don't know where she is. Got now. it. You would yeah. have. Um, you would have been great as one of Ricky Lake's. I children. would have. Haven't I? Yeah. There were so many moments. I wrote to Janet Jackson, being like, I could star in a video. I wrote to Madonna, I could be a star in a video. Nobody wrote back. Nobody wanted me. That's funny. I feel like well, maybe we've talked about this. When I was, I used to write letters to people too. Well, first, I used to write. Um, I used to send birthday cards to Jonathan Jackson. He was an actor um, wow. who was on uh, He was on General Hospital. He played Luke and Laura's son, Lucky, and he was in the movie Camp Nowhere. I was obsessed with him. He's on Nashville now. Anyway, so I used to send him birthday cards when I was like 11, 12, and um, I would get postcards back from him. Have oh. I told this on the podcast Probably. Before? I don't remember. Anyway, um, I thought that the postcards were like, handwritten for me because they the postcards said they had like quotes in the back like one said exit the room with a sense of pride jonathan jackson and it had a uh you know the postcard was like him up in a tree with like a black turtleneck (laughs) and uh and i was like oh my god like he he read my birthday card he sat down to construct like this perfect message back to me (laughs) um i will always exit the room with a sense of pride thank you and And i remember my sister was like no that like look here look it's printed on like they literally they printed it he didn't handwrite it dummy they make these like mass whatever oh. i was really i was bummed out yeah i uh, stopped writing him birthday cards that's like um cats jonathan jackson you've had you've had a life you've had a life yeah uh so the women are singing which wakes sophia up yeah um and they all go into the kitchen that's where sophia <laughs> you guys really tells them. stink <laughs> did she say that yeah oh that's funny um <laughs> 
So really you know, and she just she just basically says this is what she wants me to do, and, right. and Dorothy, of course, and all of them are like, you can't do this. Like this is you have to you have to you can't do it. Well, in 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 Dorothy's like you know I think knows that Sophia wants to help Martha and 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 is only thinking of Martha and Dorothy and Dorothy's kind of like well think about you too, Ma. Like when she dies, you're, you're going to be alone in that room. Like how is that going to make you feel? Like trying to keep. Sophia in check with like self-care also like why is there no I mean like I really do think that the writers I'm just was a great episode but that the writers missed um I'm always leery because what if one of them are listening uh the writers missed an opportunity to talk about the legality of what happened I mean like that's that's assisted murder if you think about it because it's definitely not legal at that time in the state of California or in the state of Florida to assist someone in taking their own life. I, she wouldn't and be charged with, I think if anything, she would be charged with. I mean, there would be a charge there. There, there would be an assist, maybe some sort of assisted charge, but not murder though. Not well, murder. I mean, if you, no. if you could prevent the death of somebody. Yeah, but that might be some sort you, of, it could be uh, like, no, because they couldn't even charge her with like negligent homicide because she's not the person killing her. Technically, it could technically. be. But um, there's no way to prove that either. Like, there's no way to prove that Sophia, because there's no one in the room that Sophia didn't give her the drugs. That Sophia didn't bribe her into this. There's no. There's no like. Well, I mean, if they're if they do, you know, because first of all, I, I mean, if if the police suspected foul play, yeah, then. You know, they would be looking for something because, first of all, Sophia is very small. Could she actually overpower Martha to get her to, you know, ingest pills? We need a lawyer listening to help Does us. Does she have with a this? gun? Was Please. she putting a gun to her head? You know what I mean? So, I, I don't think that that would, that investigation would get very far. But, but yeah, maybe. And, and I don't know what the we. I don't think either one of us know what the legal ramifications are. But I think more importantly, yes, they could have talked about it. But it, it, I think the emotional. Um, aspect of it is, you know, what's important for the story to the story. Um, And Sophia basically says, and I feel like this is like kind of a quotable line for her. She says, it's not whether you agree or disagree with someone. It's whether you can be there for them if they need you. She's like, I got to do it. She walks out and the girls are just like, what are we going to do? Well, before that, I mean, Rose tells a long ass St. Olaf story. I just wrote down some keywords, uh, angel of death, Sven, <laughs> Hans, Gunilla, ventriloquist dummy. You know what? Her stories, I think Rose's greatest St. Olaf story is the one she never told where she, it's the story where she starts it and then Dorothy's like, I don't want to hear the story. And then she's like, well, you're not going to learn the lesson. And Dorothy's like, well, just tell me the end of it. And she says the end and it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's like, And then Sven said no. Well, and it doesn't make any sense. And then the scene kind of goes on and Dorothy says something. And Rose goes, that's what the crow said. She goes, <laughs> shut up, Rose. Or like, get out. And yeah. it's, that's what the crow said. And like you, Golden Girl Super fans, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That to me is her her funniest story, and yeah. it's the story that never was. Yeah. Anyway, um, Sophia, it basically ends with Sophia saying that she tells a girl she's going to do it. She has yeah. to do it. And we go then 
the to next Martha's day she's to Martha's house. house and she she's in her pajamas. She's ready to do this. And Martha's house is exactly what I thought it would be. Yeah, it's I very thought knick-knacky. like the set dressing, like a lot of um, you know, because my grandmother used to crochet a lot. So yeah. a lot of like crocheted blankets and yeah, knickknacks and yeah. you know, everything feels like she's owned it for quite a while. Of course. Um has a has a, sw- a slight smell of mold. Mold? Yeah, there's always a mold smell in houses like that. Always. Can you oh. I wouldn't say mold because stuff but. has mold on it. There's like a there's just a scent to it. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I did like that she had like a bowl of those, um, uh, like the sun kissed orange candies. Oh yeah, that aren't wrapped. tangerines. Yeah, like the well, were, the, were those tangerines or was it candy? Oh, I don't know. I don't it, know. It could have been either. I yeah. thought because I always just assume that old ladies have bowls of like unwrapped candy, a hard candy. Yeah, yeah, hard candy. Yeah, um, that's definitely the joke. Uh, <laughs> and and Sophia is trying to sort of prolong this activity. She's trying to make it so that it doesn't happen, of course, and she's giving excuses and stuff. And then finally, Sophia, through tears, starts to say why she can't do it. And it's a it's actually a really nicely done scene, I it's, think. Yeah, it was written very well. And yeah. Sophia and Estelle Getty's acting was, you know, it was amazing. It yeah. was... It was when, you know, when she gets upset and emotional. Um, and, and She I, just says that, like, she makes a really good line where she's like, you know, if my heart stopped beating, I'd want every doctor in the Miami area sitting on my chest. Like, right. it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's quite a testament to the strength of friendship in life. Right. And, and there's a really great thing where I feel like Sophia sort of keeps, like, prodding at her, prodding at her to try to get her to admit that she's not sure that she wants to do this. Like, yeah. She says, you know, Martha's like, I want peace. And she's like, look, we're not in this life for peace. And and she's like, Sophia, you're crying. And she's like, and you're crying too, which tells me you're not as ready as you think you are to do yeah. this, which yeah. I think really gets through to Martha. Um, and, and Sophia sort of keeps pushing at her. And she says, you know, let me be here for your life. And Martha's like, like a friend. And she goes like a best friend. And then they hug. And then we never see Martha again. Yeah. Sophia tells her, I mean, this is what kills me is that Martha's like, you know, you at least have your friends, you have your family, your daughter, like you have people for Thanksgiving. And she was like, so come over to my place every Thanksgiving, come over whenever you want. You can hang out. You can talk to Rose. Yeah. If I'm not there, you can always talk to Rose. We never see her again. I mean, Sophia did not fulfill her promise. Well, we don't know that because we didn't, we weren't there every single day. I know. You know, we didn't see, there was no Thanksgiving episodes. I know. So maybe she did come for Thanksgiving. I like to think that Sophia really stayed on top of Martha and like, you know, keeping her busy, you know, when she needs to like go out and get a nectarine for the day and she does all those fun things. I yeah. like to think that maybe sometimes she took Martha with her. Like she takes Martha with her to to drink sherry and lie in the field and watch the the clouds that look like Pat Sajak side saddling a dolphin. <laughs> I like to think that she included her in all those. I like so. T- I think so too. Yeah, all that's those nice. games she plays bridge. Um. So then back home, the uh, the baby's fever has broken. Yes, finally. Again, still a real baby. Yeah, a very well behaved baby. Yeah. Um. And the parents are at the door and Sophia is back home and she tells the women that like, you know, Martha changed her mind and yeah. Um, and there's a really sweet moment where Sophia picks up the baby. Yeah. And it's really sweet. And, and, and she's like, you got your whole life ahead of you. Like, yeah, something. And then, and then the baby starts crying and she's like, 
stop they'll sing again mm-hmm. and it's a cute it's a cute closer i really liked it yeah it yeah. was really sweet it was it was almost like a weird circle of life thing even though martha didn't die it was like you know that idea that if she had died then she would be talking to a baby yeah, yeah i don't know there was yeah. something circle of lifey about it um yeah, it was a it was a sweet episode. I like we don't often get a Sophia episode. Storyline. Yeah, she's yeah, she rarely gets an episode. And I think I mean, she usually gets like maybe one a season. And even if she gets an episode, her. it it usually usually the other women are involved and it just it just happens to be a situation that happens to her. Like yeah. she has to go to the doctor or something. I mean, something, this but, and the Tangerine episode are probably the two or Nectarine episode yeah. are probably the two that where Sophia just leaves the house exactly. and we're with her and yeah. like other, you know, guest the girls characters. have some antics. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked it. I'm glad that, you know, cause obviously this late in the game, it sounds like Estelle was already having maybe trouble, you know, remembering That's our lives. That's what people have said. And, yeah. Um, so it's nice that they still believed in her acting abilities and everything and her enough to give her such yeah. a big story. I yeah, like that. Definitely. No, it was a good episode. I really, I really liked it. What 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 kind of golden takeaway did you take from it? Mm, oh, I have to go first. I uh, mean, I'll go first if mm, you want. Yeah, I got to think about my. Do you know what yours is? Yes, okay. I do. Um, I don't think that children should be used as means of sexual um, uh, sort of flirtation. Right. I, I think that screams like for me if someone was using their child to sexually attract me, I would then think, oh, that's a. That's a dirty road to pedophilia. You know what I mean? Like that's that's just that could be questionable. So uh, I don't think that person is necessarily right for me if that was if that person was using their child in that way. And I don't think I would ever do that. I would use Frasier to get sex, um, and I would use uh, I would use I would use my HBO Go account. Definitely. All right. All um, right. Prob. I mean, I have I have commercial free Hulu. Oh, that's nice. I would use that All right. to try to get sex, but never okay. a child. Never a child. Um, the commercial free Hulu is a big deal. Commercial free Hulu. Yeah, that's huge. That's um, $4 extra a month. I would say my golden takeaway, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep mine a little light. Um, if you are, you know, if someone's coming over to your place and you're tr- like, and you're trying to maybe get them to sleep with you or you're trying to impress them or something. Just don't try too hard. Yes. Blanche was, Blanche was trying very hard and sometimes it can, I mean, to me, Blanche came across as desperate, aggressive. It was aggressive. Like be a little bit, I mean, maybe at this point she's comfortable with Harry, whatever, but like, you know, I feel like guys always want what they can't have. Yeah, yeah. And if they feel like they got to, like, you know, work for it, yeah. I don't know. That was sort of my takeaway, I I've think. never been able to do that. Be what someone can't have. You know what I mean? And, like, use that to my advantage. Because I'm always like, I'm available. Then don't. <laughs> tell them you're not. Act aloof. I don't know. I'm really bad at dating. That's why I was like I'm really like to bad at dating, too. I'm so bad at dating. I'm so bad at relationships, too. Oh. I'm well. bad on my own as well. Well, you're a great cat, Dad. That I am dying alone. Um, uh, if you guys are uh, following along with the episodes that we're watching in order, uh, the next episode we will be watching is That Old Feeling. Yes. So that'll be the next one. Yes. Do we have anything to announce? Anything big? No. No, we have nothing to announce, guys. We have, we have nothing going on in our lives. It is just us 
<clears throat> Coughing with Fraser. Uh, Ooh, God. that would be a fun podcast. Coughing with Fraser. <laughs> it would just be. <coughs> Ow. Yeah. <coughs> Ow. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, guys, this has been so much fun. You can go to outonthelanai.com to find out more GG fun times. You can also go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash golden girls podcast, and on Twitter at golden girls pod. I'm H. Allen Scott on everything. And I am Squid Eat Squid on Twitter. I am Squidzy on Instagram. And if you guys uh, would like to make a donation to the podcast, yes, thank you all for you your support. You can go to outonthelanai.com slash donate and you can do a one-time donation or you can set up a monthly donation with Patreon. Um, all money goes towards costs associated with creating this podcast and bringing it to you guys for free with no ads oh, yeah, uh, week like after that. week, which is nice. Um, I think that's oh, and- it. If you guys could, please go to iTunes or Google Play or anywhere you listen to podcasts and give us a little rating and a review because that's really important um, in Donald Trump's America. And keep all of the Facebook messages and Twitter messages coming because it's always a pleasure to talk to you guys. We absolutely love it. And I apologize if I don't respond to anything. I have intense social anxiety and responding to <laughs> things is, is really stressful for me. That's I've been tell- fine. I've been telling people that even on, um, on, on Talking Crime as well. Like oh, okay. People send messages and it's so... Like, even now, my heart starts beating and thinking oh, no. about replying to, like, messages. It's very overwhelming. Okay. So, sorry, guys. I if you don't you. reply, I reply. Yeah, so Carrie always replies, and I will star and favorite and reply on Twitter and stuff sometimes. But, like, oh, stressful. Thank you for being honest and opening up yes, about that. it's my emotional vulnerability. Well, I feel like that's a good place to say, <laughs> stay, stay golden! golden. I love you.